This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Today's Monday. This is Ezra Bek, the weekly shear on the structure of Tefillah. This is the second shear. And today we're going to discuss Birkat, Birkot HaTorah. Birkot HaTorah, plural. Last week we discussed Birkot HaShacha. And although we didn't cover all the Birkot HaShacha, but I specifically excluded Birkot HaTorah. And today we'll find out why and how it fits into the Tefillah. The beginning of the Siddur, there are many, many brachot in the beginning, which are called brachot hashacha, and somewhere, different still have it in different places, there is a set of three, or perhaps two, we'll discuss the meaning of that distinction in a second, two or three brachot we call brachot ha-Torah. Uh, the first one is, Asher HaKedishanu ben Sotav v'tzivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah, that's Nusuch Ashkenaz. Nusuch Sfarad is, and then it continues, he got Salm with Fanecha, and afterwards, Asher Bahabano Mikol Hamim, Vanatan Lano et Torato. Offhand, it appears to be a Birkat HaMitzvah. Last week we mentioned a little bit. The end of the discussion of Berkat Hashachah, we discussed the Berkat of Anatilat Yadayim. Anatilat Yadayim is surely a Berkat HaMitzvah, but one that has a somewhat different uh, uh, halacha than others because it doesn't normally precede the Mitzvah, but comes afterwards, which allowed it to be put in together with the other Berkat Hashachah for practical purposes. It was put into the Siddur and put into the Tzibur, since you could say it later, and they wanted to say more together. But it was definitely a Berkat HaMitzvah. Offhand, Berkat HaTorah is also Berkat HaMitzvah. It has the classic form. Asher Kedishanu B'Mitzvotav V'Tzivanu. Tzivanu Ma? What were we commanded? La'asok B'Divrei Torah. The language of the Gemara in Barachot Dafir Aleph Amud Bet would seem to reflect that. The Gemara says as follows. This is the place, this is the place where the Berkat Berkot HaTorah are discussed. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shemuel Hishkim Lishanot Someone got up to learn He got up early to learn Ad shelo kara kriyat shma tzarich levarech Mishakara kriyat shma ain tzarich levarech Shekfar niftar b'avar abba Shemuel said That the bracha avar abba Before kriyat shma Can serve the purpose of Berkat HaMitzvah And therefore If you haven't made the Berkat HaTorah yet and you've already davened, and therefore you've said about Abba, you don't have to make another bracha. But if you want to learn before davening, then you must say the bracha of Tzarech uh, Levarech. You have to make the bracha, and then the one says, what's the bracha? And it says, Asher Kedishanu Mitzvotav V'Tzivanu La'asok B'Devrei Torah. So the Gemara really says explicitly, she wants it explicitly, the reason why you make the bracha is because you're going to learn. And it seems obvious, or definitely extremely inviting, to understand that well, if you do a mitzvah, you have to make a bracha before. And so, the Gemara says, you have to make a bracha before this mitzvah as well. The Chiddush is that Abba the long bracha Abba can also serve as a way to make the Berkat mitzvah on Talmud Torah, the mitzvah of learning Torah. And uh, therefore, if you said Abba you don't make another bracha. But if you haven't yet said Abba because it's Hishkim Lishanot, you got it before davening to learn. Very good minute. So then, you have to make the special bracha outlined in the Gemara. 
What's what's the problem with this obvious conclusion? Well, one is the fact that there are three bechotim. Bechot mitzvah are would appear to be by definition only one. You have to make one bacha. Every other mitzvah we do, we make one bacha. There actually is a parallel to this case, uh, somewhat, and that's the mitzvah of milah. Before circumcision, there's a bracha. That sounds pretty classic, like a bracha mitzvah. But then there's another bracha. Also sounds like a bracha mitzvah, but there are two. And that, in fact, does lead to some discussion because it's unusual. Here there are three. What's more, as to whether it's really three or not, or two, depends on machloket mishonim and, and perhaps also the language of the bracha. It begins, Asher Kedishanu Tzatav Tzivanu Lasot B'Devrei Torah. The Gemara then says, V'Rabbi Yochanan Mesayim Bahachi. Rabbi Yochanan would Mesayim. He would complete it thus. Ha'arevna Hashem Elokeinu et Devrei Torah Tcha B'Finu B'Feyot Amcha Beit Yisrael B'Nei Nachnu B'Tzayatzayinu B'Tzayatzayi Amcha Beit Yisrael Kulanu Yodei Shemecha V'Oskei Torah Techa Baruch Atah Hashem Hamalamei Torah Lamo Yisrael. Offhand, the language of the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan Mesayim Bahachi, he would complete it, makes it sound as though this is not a second bracha, but the completion of the first bracha. And this is the opinion of many, many, many Bishonim, that there is still only one bracha here. It's a long bracha that begins, Asher Kedishanu B'Mitzotav B'Tzivanu L'Asok B'Devrei Torah, and then continues, Ha'arevna Hashem Elokeinu. And in fact, there is a girsa V'ha'arevna. Hashem Elokeinu, which offhand would seem to indicate that it's one long bracha, although the Beit Yosef says that there is in fact no connection between the Gilsah. Even if it's two brachot, you can begin the second bracha with the Vav Ve'ha'arev. And some of say even if it's one bracha, you don't necessarily have to have the Vav, but it does sound, I mean there is a connection, it does sound as though Ve'ha'arev now means we're continuing the same sentence. The next line in the Gemara, that surely is another bracha, so they're either two or three. But even if there are three, suppose if there are three, there are too many brachot, to be just a bracha mitzvah. If there are only two, then even the first bracha isn't a classic bracha mitzvah, because all bracha mitzvah are what we call matbeah katsar. They're short. Asher kishan mitzvah v'tzivanu, lasot kach v'kach. That's it. A bracha that is matbeah aroch, which means that it's a longer text, and specifically, because it's a longer text, it therefore has another baruch at the end. For instance, the first bracha in Shemun Esrei. Baruch atah Hashem lokeinu melech alam. And then it ends, Baruch Atah Hashem, Magen Avraham. So there's a Baruch in the beginning and a Baruch in the end. That's called Matbeya Aroch. And there's no, it's no absolutely explicit text, but offhand, that's not what a Bekat HaMitzvah looks like. So if there are only two Bechot here, then the first one is a Matbeya Aroch. The other Bechot of Avamnuna, Asher Bachaban Mikol Amim is also Matbeiroch. Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam Asher Bachaban Mikol Amim Natan Lano Et Torah Baruch Ata Hashem Notena Torah. So the formulation, the language of these brachot is not classic brachot mitzvah. And two, there are too many. Even two is too many. Three is surely too many. The Rambam introduces us to another 
Tzavadim, which is more directly connected to the theme of this series as it applies to this bracha, namely, what is the connection between tefillah, between davening and this bracha. The Rambam in Perek Zayin HaLachayud. Last week when we talked about Bekot HaShachar, I read from Perek Zayin Alif, And what we discussed was HaLachabet, HaLachagimu, HaLachadalit, HaLachahey, HaLachavav, HaLachazayin, HaLachachet, and HaLachatet. And then HaLachayud, Rambam brings our topic, Gemara in the first parak of Barachot, and he quotes the Gemara as it says, "Hamashkim likro b'Torah, kodem shikar kriyat shema, vein kara b'Torah shebichtav, vein kara shebtosh shebal peh." We'll talk about this in a second. He says you have to make this bracha. Okay, that's just quoting the Gemara, and he quotes the language of the Barachot. He says explicitly three Barachot. The Ram is the is the Rishon who said there aren't two Barachot but three. Mevarech shalosh Barachot. But then in Alacha Yud Aleph, the Ram has another statement. That goes as follows. Bechol yom hayav adam levarech shalosh brachot elu, v'achar kach korei ma'at midivrei Torah. Now, what, what is the source for this Rambam? Every day a person is obligated to recite these three brachot and then learn a little bit of Torah. So, some commentators view the Rambam in the narrow prism of a chidush l'halacha, namely that you have to learn immediately after saying the bracha. As the Rambam continues, As you know in the Siddur, immediately after Bekotah Torah, we have the Pasuk of Bekat Kohanim, and then the Mishnah and the Brayta of Eilu Dvarim She'enem Shiyur, Eilu Dvarim She'adam Ocher Perotayim Olam This is based on Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi says that if you didn't say Bekat Torah, but you're saying Ava Rabba, you're saying the bracha before Kriyat Shema, you're Yotze, as the Bavli said, then it adds Vahushi Yilmad Miyad. Yerushalmi says you have to learn immediately afterwards. And we've shown him in Brachot Afirad, have discussed as to whether or not that's true for any, all Bekat Torah, our Bekat Torah as well. You have to learn immediately afterwards. So the Ramah might be just be passing that halacha. He came to tell us that you have to learn a little bit afterwards. Of course, that's not that big a chiddush. If, in fact, Berkotah Torah are nothing more than a Berkotah Mitzvah, then it's obvious you have to learn immediately afterwards. The only reason why you made the Berkotah was because you were going to learn afterwards. It's not that you make the Berkotah and then you have to learn. If you're going to learn, you have to first make the Berkotah. And the language of the Gemara in Psachim, in general, about Berkotah Mitzvah, is over la'asiyatan, immediately before doing them. You're not allowed to be mafsek between a Berkotah and a Mitzvah. If someone says, Shekishanu and then he doesn't have to fill in. Then he goes to look for his fill in. He's not to make a bracha afterwards because the bracha was a bracha levatala. It wasn't over the siyato. I think it's clear from the Rambam that he's saying something else. Halacha Yud says if you're going to learn Torah, you have to make a bracha. Halacha Yud Aleph says bechol yom chayav adam levarech shalosh brachot elu. The Rambam first of all, he's mechadesh. He tells us that. A person is obligated to say these brachot every day. And then he has to learn. In other words, 
Halacha Yud says, if you're going to learn, you have to make a bracha. Halacha Yud says, you have to make the brachot, and therefore you have to learn. It turned the relationship upside down. It's not that you learn, and therefore you make a bracha, but you make a bracha, and therefore you learn. If you're going to make a bracha on learning Torah, then you also have to learn afterwards, otherwise it's, it's, it's floating in the air. But the original impetus, the original uh, point from which this halacha began was that In other words, the bracha is not contingent on learning like tefillin, like shofar. How often does one have to make the bracha? The answer is never. It's not not once a year and not once a day. It's whenever you make the mitzvah blowing shofar. Blowing shofar is once a year. And then you make a bracha. But the bracha is not connected to every year, every day. It's connected to the act of blowing shofar. Similarly, I would have said that whenever you learn, you have to make a bracha first. If you learn every day, you make the bracha every day. If you learn every other day, you make the bracha every other day. If you learn once a week, you make the bracha once a week. Ram says, "Bechol yom hayav adam levarich shalosh barachot elu." It's a daily obligation to make this bracha. This is parallel for those of you who remember what we did last week. The simple reading of the Gemara in the ninth parak of Bachot says that when you do A, you make a bracha. When you open your eyes, you say "Pokeach Ivrim." When you put on your clothes, you say "Malbish Arumim." If you don't open your eyes or you don't put on clothes, and you don't make the bracha. Which, in fact, is what the Ramam says. Nonetheless, I uh, m- many Mishraim say you make the brachot even if you haven't done these things, and I pointed out from the Ramam that the Ramam said it's part of tefillah. So here too, the Ramam is in Hilchot Tefillah. It's the same parak, and I read again the opening line of this parak: Kishet tiknu chachamim devrei tefillot elu tiknu brachot acherot devarechotan b'chol yom ve'eloheh. When Chazal enacted formulated these tefillot, meaning Shemon they also said to make certain brachot every day. And here in Bukat Torah, the Mamam in fact says that you have to do it, as opposed to Bukat HaShachar, where it doesn't make any sense to do if you haven't done the event which initiates it, the stimulus for the bracha. But here the Mamam says that you must make this bracha if you're not going to learn. However, if you make the bracha, then you have to learn. And therefore, I think in the Mambam it's clear, and now I'm saying everybody agrees with the Mambam. But in the Mambam it's clear that you cannot view these brachot only as brachot mitzvah, meaning if you do a mitzvah, you must make a bracha. Chazal had an interest in our making these brachot every day. And in that sense, it's part of Seder Tefillah, meaning it's the daily things you have to say before God. If you don't eat, you don't bench. If you don't put on tefillin, you don't say, L'haniach tefillin. But every day, Chazal want you to say these three brachot, the brachot that we call brachot Torah. And when you make this bracha, you also have to learn according to the Rambam. The Arishon, by the way, would disagree with that as well. And say that Yushalmi is supposed to be and the Bavi might be different. And Yushalmi may be only talking about Avarabah and not Bekot Torah. But the Rabbah Paschal said, no, Bekot Torah require learning immediately after them. But again, not that learning requires a Bechah before it, but the Bechot require learning immediately afterwards.
And that is a minute what you should learn. The Mama mentions Birkat Kahani. Now you'll say, why should that be true? Why would Chazal enact a decree that we should make these Birkat Torah every single day? To say that learning Torah is very important, I understand. So let them make a halacha, and maybe such a halacha exists even, that you should learn every day. I hope everybody tries to learn every day. But that's not what the Ram says. The Ram says there's a, 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 a need, a decree, Allah Hamid Babanan, to make Birkota Torah every single day. And I think the answer to that question in the Rambam is to combine it with the previous question. Even before we saw the Rambam, we saw that these Birkota are unusual. They're long, they're complicated, they're three parts, two parts. They don't look like a regular Birkata Mitzvah. It might also be a Birkata Mitzvah. But it seems to be much more as well. And I think the key to understanding both the language, extended language of the Bachot, and surely the Rambam who says that there's a special need to make these Bachot every single day, is to realize that it's not merely a Birkat mitzvah, but as I heard many times from my teacher, Arav Salavechik, in the name of Avchaim, the Birkat Torah are not a Bachot on the action of performing a mitzvah, but the Bachot al HaTorah Atzma. In other words, you're not making the Bachot because you're about to do an action and you have to sanctify yourself before you do God's mitzvot, but these are Bachot which respond to the fact that God has given us the Torah. I think the the source or the place where that is is most appropriate would be in the last bacha. That's what it says. We we bless God who has has chosen us from all the nations and given us the Torah. Baruch Hashem who has given us the Torah. That's it. Doesn't talk about doing a mitzvah, learning Torah. It, it talks about us. It talks about the relationship between the Jews and Torah. I said it's a brach on the Torah. It's a brach on the Torah that's been given to us on Morashaki Lat Yaakov. And if that's true, I understand why the Mamam says it's a mitzvah to make it every single day. Because it's a bracha about being Jewish. It's not bracha about doing a particular action. Torah is different than other actions. If you don't put on tefillin today, you can lead a full Jewish life. If you don't blow shofar today, can you lead a Jewish life? Obviously, it's Salah Shoshana. So I think you should, you know, put on tefillin every day. And we do put on tefillin every day. But, but on Shabbos we don't. And, and frankly, if you don't put on tefillin today, you did other things. You sure there's no need to talk about it, to make a bracha, la niach tefillin. So Torah is also, Torah is an important mitzvah, and it's very likely that you should do it every day. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about here that the Torah, Torah is Yiddishkeit. Having the Torah is what makes us Jews. Our relationship to God is because He has given us the Torah, and we've accepted it, and we have it. So, Chazal said, above and beyond the particular mitzvah, one of the tariyag mitzvot, that one should learn Torah, and then of course you have to make a bracha, there's something else that part of, I'll call it davening, part of davening is, is, is relating, is sanctifying, is inculcating into our hearts the central place that the Torah serves as a bond and a bind between ourselves and God. Asher bachar banu mikol ha'amim. 
Now, as he pointed out, there were three bachot here. There's a long lashon. The way the Gemara puts it is a little bit strange. The Gemara asks, what bacha do you make? Maim bavarich. What bacha? You said that you have to make a bacha. What's the bacha? And the Gemara gives not one answer that's long, but three different answers. Amar Rabbi Yudam Ashmur al-Hashek l'shem tzav b'tzivanosak b'davari Torah. V'Rabbi Yochanan m'sayim b'hachi ha'arev n'ashem al-okeinu. And Rav Hamnun Amar ashem b'chabanu mikolamim. So it sounds like a machloket, it sounds like a controversy. Which bracha do you make? Bracha A, bracha B, or bracha A plus B, or bracha C? Amar Rav Hamnuna, after giving these three opinions, Rav Hamnuna, who happened to be the last opinion, said, Zuhim ulashel brachot. This last bracha, shebachabana mikolamim, anatana toratah, brachata shanotena torah, is the meulashel brachot. It's the best, the finest, the most wonderful of all brachot. Hilkach limrinu lekulu. Therefore, we should say all three. That's a minag, right? That's a halacha. Is we say all three nuschaot. And why is that? Because the Nuna said the last one was the meulash berbachot. It was the best of either these berbachot or of all the berbachot. Rashi says of these of these berbachot. Zuri meulash berbachot a Torah. The fish esh berbachot Adam akom bekilus la Torah ve Yisrael. So I think that the Pshad is, based on what the Rav said, I think the Pshad is that if it was a Bukata Torah, you wouldn't say three. I mean, you can't say because there are three different Nusrat, let's say all of them. But since it's basically a Bukat Shevach on the relationship of man, of the Jews, to the Torah and to God, and the relationship is complicated and there are different aspects, so the Bukha should really include them all. And that's, in fact, what happens here. The opening is, that it, it, it is a bikata mitzvah. In other words, the first aspect is that God's given us the mitzvah of learning Torah. The mitzvah of learning Torah is also different than other mitzvah. Because to learn Torah is to be Jewish. So the first aspect of God giving us a Torah was giving us something to learn. And of course it's been it's been commented many times. It doesn't say Lilmod Torah, but La'asok B'divrei Torah. That's the Lashon of the Gemara, and that's the, the way uh, all Kilot Ashkenaz make the bracha. Meaning not that I should learn, but that I should be immersed, I should be engaged in divrei Torah. I define my environment. Like if you were a fish, you'd make a bracha that you have given us the ability to swim in water. We have la'asok b'divrei Torah. I'm sure everybody remembers the famous story of the encounter of Rabbi Akiva with Papas Ben Yehuda. In the time of the Romans, who had outlawed the learning of Torah, and Rabbi Kiva was learning, and Papa said to him, why are you endangering your life? And he gave him the famous answer about fish who were being hunted, fish who were being fished. And so the fox suggests that they jump out of the water and hide on the land, and they say, if it's dangerous in water, we surely, which is our environment, we surely will not be able to survive out of the water. Rabbi Kiva says, if it's dangerous to learn Torah, I surely can't live, I can't exist. Outside that environment. So that's the asok of the Torah. And then Rabbi Yochanan said, I have another point. He said, we appeal to God. It's a prayer. Also, it's not just that it's long. It's also, it's also different than it's a request. Because the Mitzvah don't have requests. They just praise. Here you ask God, please, God, make Torah pleasant in our mouths, in the mouths of, of our children and of, our, of all Jews, 
so that we should all, this generation, next generation, the following generation, we should all be Yodei Shemecha. We should know your name. And Oskei Toratecha Olamdei Toratecha Lishma. Now, this is what is the aspect that Yochan is talking about. The Torah is not just sitting between me, something that I do, because I need the oxygen, I need the Torah. I have to be Lasot B'Devrei Torah. But the Torah is the bond between ourselves and the rest of the Jews and ourselves and our children and our children's children and the children of all Jews. And that's what makes Beit Yisrael Yod'ei Shemecha that they know you. Not that they know Torah, but they know your name and Lomdei Torah Lishma. So he emphasizes the unique aspect of Torah as being that which makes Israel Israel and standing in relationship to God. And Rav Amnuna talks about how the Torah is the greatest gift that we could get. The point I'm making, I think, is true even if the Ramam is incorrect, even if there isn't a mitzvah to say these brachot every day. But I think it's surely true if he is correct. And Allah Chalamaisa, the Ramam is saying that for some reason you're not going to learn today. And there are all kinds of reasons why that would be okay. I mean, you're busy doing something more important or something which has to be done. So Sunday is going to be a day which you're not going to learn. And the Ramam doesn't say, no, you have to learn a little bit every day. He doesn't say that. He says you have to make Bekot HaTorah every day. And therefore you have to learn a little bit every day. But the real thing is, even if you don't learn, so you didn't do a mitzvah today, you do it tomorrow. You can't do all the mitzvah every day. But as part of davening, as part of one's speech, of saying the truths that need to be said to God every day, one of them is recognition of the fact that he's given us the Torah and that defines us what we are. Again, as the Rav put it, it's not a bracha on the Maisa mitzvah of learning Torah, the action of performing a mitzvah of learning Torah, but it's a bracha al shel Torah. It's a bracha on the Torah itself, the Torah that we hold in our heart and in our hands. That requires a bracha before when 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 we approach it. And Chazal, Kuntavam said, you have to. Since we always have Torah, being Jewish is having Torah. You have to make that bracha every day. Now, as we know, the last bracha, the meulash berachot, is also the bracha that we make b'tzibur when someone reads from the Torah, when when you have an aliyah and you're learning and you and you're leaning, you're reading Torah. So the bracha before and is a shebracha bano. And and the Rishonim say that the reason why that was chosen is because he meulash berachot. And and there the question is, it's almost the opposite question. Why do you make a bracha? Why do you make a berakata mitzvah before? You go up to the Torah, you already made the bracha in the morning. Do you have to make the bracha every time you learn? If that was true, then we have to make the bracha four or five times a day. If someone learns in the morning, goes to work, and then learns in the afternoon. The luck is that you don't make the Torah more than once a day. It's complicated. Try that in the Paskim. We Paskim, then we make up in the morning, you make the bracha, sleep, night sleep, permanent sleep, shenat keva. Requires a new bracha. But then you only make it once a day. So why do you make a bracha when you get an aliyah of Torah? So the answer the Rav gave was because you're approaching literally the chefza shel Torah, a sefer Torah. And if you make a bracha, not on the mitzvah that you're about to perform when you lean. This is an unclear mitzvah, got you what it is. You're making a bracha because you are immersing yourself, you're connecting yourself to the chefza of Torah, to the actual physical sefer Torah, which... Based on the Mishnah in Megillah, you have to 
you have to hold in your hands, you have to hold on to when you make when you make the bracha. The negative side of that halacha that I just mentioned, that you don't make the bracha more than once a day, even though you're learning twice a day. The example that Tosfot gives, if someone makes a, he goes into a sukkah, he makes a bracha, they shave basukkah, then he goes out, and he comes back an hour later and eats again, he has to make another bracha. But in Torah, it's not that way. The answer that the, that the, the, the Tosfot gives, why you don't do that, he says, V'yeshlama the shiny Torah. Torah is different than other mitzvot. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, um, take it out of his head. He doesn't relinquish. He doesn't give up the thought of Torah. The koshash adam mechuyav l'ilmod. Dichtiv egita boyim avalayla. Because the man is required to learn all the time, as is written, and you shall be engaged in it. You shall think about it day and night. V'havei kamo yoshev kol ayom below of sex. So he was learning all day long without stopping. So I remember we learned this bachot. The Rav said it's a very nice thought. Egita boyim avalayla, but it's not true. What do you mean? It's as though he was learning all day long, but he wasn't learning all day long. He went to work. He went to eat. He did other things. So it's true that Torah isn't only in the morning, only not in the night. It's all the time, except when you're busy. But you are busy. So a half is a half The Rav answered that there's something called latent awareness. It's a beautiful thought. It stuck with me all these years. I heard it 40 years ago. The Rav said, they gave me an example. A mother goes to work. She has a little child. She puts a child in daycare or in the hands of a babysitter. And she goes to work. She's a computer programmer or an accountant or a stockbroker. So what is she thinking about while she works? She's thinking about the stocks. She's thinking about the computer program. She's thinking about the books that she's taking care of. Does that mean she's forgotten her child? Could we possibly think such a thought? I've used the phrase latent awareness. A mother is always aware of her child even when she's not thinking of her. Vaikita Bayom Valaida means that the Jew is always mentally aware of Torah, even if now he's thinking about something else. It's the undercurrent, it's a subconscious undercurrent to self-awareness, self-cognition, reflection of, of a Jew. And therefore there's no hefsek. When you go to sleep at night, that's a hefsek. Because sleeping is like the way Chazal see it, as we pointed out last week as well, is like is like almost like dying. You're a new person when you wake up in the morning. As Sami Shanam explained, Hanotain Layaif Kawach. Again, that's you could say that if it was a regular Bukata Mitzvah, but it's much more makes much more sense the way we presented it. If you're making a bracha on the the Torah and its position, its 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 importance in Jewish life, then that's a constant. And irrespective of how much I am doing. Therefore, there is an opinion in Tosvot that you don't have to learn right away. If you don't have to learn right away, then it's surely not a Bekat HaMitzvah. You're making a Bekat that Torah exists. But even if we pass on like the Yerushalmi, as the Ramam does, that you must learn immediately, that's in order to give the Bekha more meaning. I'm making a bracha because Torah exists, but, but when you make it, you should also immediately bid a, put a little bit of Torah on the table. Consider also the following. Now allow me a few more minutes. When the Gemara first presented this bracha, the Gemara brought a machloket, when does one make the bracha? What, is, what kind of Torah do you have to learn to make this bracha? 
אמר רב הונא, למקרא צריך לברך, ולמדרש אין צריך לברך. לא למקרא ברכה על תורה שבכתב, על פסוקים. מקרא. חומש. ונתפה מדרש. נתפה זה תורה שבעל פה, which explains those פסוקים. רבי אליעזר אמר, למקרא ולמדרש צריך לברך. היא אומרת, לא, לא, אוסף המדרש. מדרשי הלכה, אבל למשנה אין צריך לברך. ונתפה הלכות. מסודרות, אכן המשנה, ורבי יוחנן אמר אף למשנה, נמי צריך לברך, אבל לתלמוד אין צריך לברך. רבי יוחנן צריך לברך, אבל למשנה בנת וגמרא, ורבי יוחנן אמר אף לתלמוד צריך לברך. What's the מחלוקת? Does anyone think, that any one of these אמרים think that learning גמרא, learning משנה, learning מדרש was not a fulfillment of the מצווה of תלמוד תורה? So why not make the ברכת המצווה? The answer is because it's a ברכה on the חפצה of תורה, and therefore the first opinion thought that חפצה Physical, metaphysical object. A Sefer Torah is Torah. Other holy books, the words are not holy. They're content. They were written by human beings to express a thought. The thought is Torah Hashem. But the actual paper and the ink and the words themselves, they are not the chetz of Torah. Therefore, there's nothing to make a bracha about. The answer is it's not true. The content is also good enough. So when we learn Torah, even though we're learning it in our words, and you're making up the words, or if Yudah Anasi made up the words, which is the same thing, he's just a human being, so they're just words which encapsulate the content of Torah, but that's also a kind of Torah, and therefore it's under these stages. First there's Torah Shebikhtav, nay the, the Midrash on Torah Shebikhtav, the, the Midrash Halacha, Sifri Sifra, that was the first extension, because that's connected to the, the Chetz of Torah. It's you're explaining the Pasuk. Mishnah, you're not explaining the Pasuk, you're summarizing what we learned from the Pasuk. Gemara, you're discussing that. It's a free, file, it's a free, a free, a free, non-bounded discussion. And the answer is, and yet, and then you make the bracha on all of them. But the whole discussion only makes sense if I'm looking, I'm answering the question, what is Torah? What is the chetz of Torah? And therefore, when do I make, when do I make the bracha? Okay, so in conclusion, we have these two-headed or three-headed bachot in the morning. They're connected to learning Torah, but they're also connected to daily speech, daily conversation with God. In the sense that we look at the Siddur, we look at Tefillah as being the content of our daily conversation with God, then yes, Birkot HaTorah, perhaps even more than Birkot HaShacha, are part of the daily conversation, as Raman pointed out, Chayav Adam Levarech Shalosh Bachot Eilu. A person has to make these Bachot every day. A person has to recognize and has to say it before God. He has to declare before God his recognition that Torah, Matnata Torah, Vitalmu Torah, having the Torah in a box, in our Kodesh, on the shelf, Notena Torah, holding the Torah, but also learning Torah, La Asot Bidivay Torah, having the Torah in our hearts, in our minds, and on our bookshelves, is the most basic underlying foundation stone of our relationship with God. And that has to be repeated and declared like a pledge of allegiance every, every single day in the beginning of tefillah. There are different minhagim as to when exactly to say it. Many older siddurim have it after Berkot HaShachar. And I think that over the years it's gradually moved earlier and earlier. It's going to be to one a technical she'ela. Can you quote a pasuk? Can you read a pasuk in tefillah without making Bukhata Torah first? Some Pesukim think that you can't because that's already called learning. And therefore, it's necessary to move the Bukhata earlier and earlier. 
Wenn Sie mich put on Tefillin, you start saying Psukim, you have to say Bechot HaTorah beforehand. Uh, and I think maybe subconsciously it's also connected to the question as to how important it is. And as I've tried to prove today, it's it's basic, it's it's so essential, that yes, it does make sense to move it earlier and earlier, and uh, to get the other Bechot later on. But obviously it's a little bit, it's an open question as to if the Bechot HaShacha, or what I said last week, the Bechot on existing, and they're pretty basic. They're pretty basic as well. But in any event, these are the bachot which are said before we begin anything at all. We exist. We breathe. We stand. And two, we have a spiritual relationship with God, which is called which is called Torah. Kol Tov, and we'll be back next week.